everybody, my name is Remy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, Jen Hatmaker here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the For the Love podcast. We are wrapping up what has been the most delightful series, and it's just, I'm so sad to see it go. It's been for the love of laughter, and we've had amazing comedians and stand-up comics and viral sensations on, and it's just been so much fun. And today is an episode that I always love. As you might know, in every series, we crowdsource the final episode. So in other words, we come to you, our community, and say, this is our theme. Who should we have on? Who do you love? Who's in your life? Who should we all know about? And so we came to the community and said, who's funny? Who is a funny gal that we should absolutely have on the podcast? And in mass, you guys said, have on Melissa Radke. And you guys, I am so happy that we chose her because you are going to enjoy this next bit of your time so immensely. We laughed so hard during this conversation. And plus, there's some really tender, precious moments too that are vulnerable and so inspiring that I cannot wait for you to hear. Um, But Melissa is absolutely delightful. So she just kind of started like this random way. She was just posting little videos on Facebook that are, she's just naturally funny. You'll see. But, um, at this point, the videos she has created have been seen by over 140 million people. So if that tells you anything about how shareable and how funny and how contagious they are, um, they're just going everywhere. And now her career is just like lifting off. Um, we're going to talk about that a lot and I'm so excited for her, but she is so sincerely funny. And, um, Melissa is also a singer. She graduated from, from Belmont over in Nashville. And she's done a lot of session work for Christian and country artists. She's been a worship pastor. Um, she's so like legitimately talented, but, um, but now this, this humor bit is, is taking flight. She's married. In fact, she calls her husband, David, the attorney general. And this cracks me up because this is what, this is what she said. I do not imagine real life attorney generals to be a lot of fun, wear silly things, do impulsive acts of tomfoolery and let the rules slide. And now I have described him perfectly. I mean, he's funny, but in a very rigid legal kind of way. And yet I can find my car keys, my birth certificate and my pants because of this man. I adore him. Hysterical. I need um, 10 attorney generals in my life. So she's got two kids and she's got Remy and she has Rocco. Remy is also adopted like my Remy as well. And they all live in Lufkin, Texas. And you guys are going to love, love, love this interview. So I'm so happy and thrilled to welcome Melissa, Melissa, Melissa to the podcast. Okay, everybody. Welcome. Welcome Melissa to the show. And I want to say, Jennifer Marie Hatmaker. I did not think I was going to meet you this side of heaven. Was I even sort of close on my name? Even a little bit. You know what? I think you and I are about the same age. How old are you? That I am. Can we? I, we did not pray about that decision. Before I'm so sorry. That was ag- that was aggressive. That was aggressive. Okay, let me just. I'm 43. Are we near the same age? Yeah, you know what? Here's the truth. Please don't think I'm lying. I am either 43 or 44. I am not for sure. I'm going to lean. Clearly, I'm going to lean towards 43. 
I completely understand this. Uh, Do it's, you not forget sometimes? Oh, who even cares? Like when you turn 43, who cares? Like, I don't even want anybody to say happy birthday to me because it's just 43. That's exactly right. Um, here's my point. For those of us born in the 70s, like us, mm-hmm. Maria's a good, you, you reach for a good middle name. Mm-hmm. That was a good choice. I thought so too. However, my middle name is what all the Jennifer's middle names are. All of us. Our middle name is Lynn. It's Lynn. All of us. I promise. I promise. Every single Jennifer born in the 70s is Jennifer Lynn. Jennifer Lynn. Absolutely. Marie is my go-to middle name when I am mad at someone or I want to be emphatic or dramatic for for effect. So I'm like, Ashley Marie, Carly (laughs) Marie. Like all of my friends are like, you know, that's not even in the ballpark, right? Right. My middle name is Savannah, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm just so happy to be here because I really thought, well, that you and I would get to like, we get to talk, you know, like in heaven, just like shoot the breeze. Sure. And, but like, look at us doing it now. Heaven We're come just, to earth, Jen. Yeah, that's what this earth. is. I've said a mm-hmm. hundred times this podcast is heaven come to earth. I mean, you've nailed it. That's our branding. That's our branding. Uh, you're welcome. You, you have a very distinct honor on this podcast because every single series we do, and this one's my favorite, um, we crowdsource the final episode. So in other words, this is our theme, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, tell us who you know that we need to have on this podcast. And so this is obviously for the love of laughter. Mm-hmm. And I asked the world, world, who's funny? Who's funny that you love that we need to have on the final episode? And everybody said, Melissa. That's Melissa. Bless their heart. It's not. That's crazy. You won it hands down. Have you ever won anything before? Are you a winner? Uh, Well, uh, you know, Jesus says I'm a winner, so I am. But however, I won a cakewalk in the fourth grade. And I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty long drought after that. <laughs> so I want a cakewalk. Listen okay. to this. This is truth. Okay. I want a cakewalk in the fourth grade. And I was so excited. And I brought the cake home and I showed it to my parents. And it was something called a hummingbird cake. I don't know what that means. Which I, all I know is it had like little pieces of fruit and nut in it. And mm, I was like, you know what? The earth hates me. That's depressing. So, yeah, I didn't run anything else. And then last year, bought a $10 ticket at a raffle, won a Louis Vuitton purse. <gasps> what? Uh, yes. That is amazing. <laughs> I that thought that was pretty cool. But so now when people in town see me, you know, with my purse, like they don't, they're not like, oh, oh there's yeah. Melissa in her fancy purse. There's like, there's Melissa in her $10 handbag. But <laughs> I don't care. So oh, I don't care. please, please. Uh, that's yeah. actually, I'd be proud of that. I'd be like, I've managed to get a Louis Vuitton purse for $10, like bow at my feet. (laughs) That is something. I mean, I'm just going to say things are looking up for me. Okay. I feel good about your streak. Yeah. Things are turning around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's time for the voice. That's next. (laughs) That's right. That's right. uh, Listen, they put moms on their show. That's your space. Yeah. Because you can actually sing. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, So let's talk about how you got started here being this funny gal. Um, I like it because you and I started kind of in some similar spaces. You were blogger, vlogger, and we, we actually have a lot in common. Um, I, your, your video about mom guilt made me laugh so hard. Mom, first of all, that's real. Right. Everybody stop it. Universe. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Like uh, mom guilt was one of my, um, that was a tipping point for me too. I wrote about 
just all that absurdity in a in a blog called the worst end of school. It was the first thing I ever heard of you. That was it. Oh, seriously? That was how I was worst introduced school to you. Year, mom? Yep. Uh-huh. Yes. That was it. I'm just telling, I was just telling our truth. That's all I was That's doing right. was sitting down talking about how dumb the end of the school year is for moms who are over it. And you kind of, you picked up that thread too. And so tell us about the mom guilt video and like, <laughs> we're going to, by the way, everybody listening, we're going to have all this linked. So don't worry about it. You're going to get to see all this hilarity. Um, because no, no doubt, no doubt. They have to see this, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 so ridiculous. It's, as I like to say, it's redonkulous that, that this little video just like, you know, went off. But um, I, here's the deal. I don't, it's called, we call it the signs video because I'm holding up these, these, you know, pages of notebook paper with words written on them. Cause I don't understand what that whole appeal is, what is that? for signs, you know, where people hold up uh-huh. what they're trying to oh, say I know. instead you of know just saying it. From, right. My least no, favorite movie of all time. I literally hate it. And I, I mentioned this just in December on Facebook. And I think like a thousand people unfollowed me because they were so mad about it because it came from that movie. Love actually, you know about that movie? I freaking hate it. It's hey, sad. Let me tell you something. I was very unhappy with you. And over Christmas, oh my gosh, I'm really I, sorry. <laughs> and I, I, you know what? I oh, prayed to God. I talked to God about did. it. I love you it. me in your heart. I did, oh. But here's the deal. You were like extreme. You were, you said something like, I hate love actually. And if you like love actually, we're done. See ya. It's finished. You it's over. That was mean, wasn't it? That was mean. It's <laughs> December. I'm sorry for what I said in December. But here, yeah, but here's the deal. I said to myself, Melissa, let's regroup. Let's okay. regroup on this. That's so right. I'm back and I'm better. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with you. So the signs video, I have never really truly understood that. But then I put this video up of me writing down my yes. feelings because they're all like so melodramatic. So I did this video about the fact yes. that um, I had literally missed my doctor's dentist appointment that very day. Now, keep yes. in mind, she had braces on. So every time you miss, those braces have to stay on like a month longer. But yeah. I had not missed my root appointment with my hairstylist. I, <laughs> so, I deeply understand your priorities. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. So I just was kind of doing it for fun. People thought it was staged. People thought my kids were awake in the bed beside me. They <laughs> were most definitely not awake. Right. They were sleeping like logs. Right. Um it was just kind of meant in good fun, but sure. yet it was truth about my life. I put on one of them, you know, my kid went to school today with a hard boiled egg and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> that was truth, was. but he came home alive. <laughs> so seriously, I don't see the problem. Seriously, show me where you're a bad mom in that. Show me. That is a lie. Yeah. And plus, they he trade left. away whatever healthy thing we give them for garbage food from their neighbor. So don't everybody be smug. That's don't right. be smug about your like f- cut up vegetables. Your kid is not eating that. <laughs> that's right. They're trading it for a you honey bun. Are. You, you and know I they know are. Like little Debbie honey bun. I promise you that's what your kid like fit, hand over fist ate from their like neighbor, Jared. <laughs> so, yes. That's exactly, exactly right. The, the package was half open. We're not even going to ask mean, about that. We're not even going to ask why Jared like had left seriously. it open for three days. But nonetheless, my kids eat it. They're fine. They're loved. Mm-hmm. You know, they know we love them. They're warm at night. So, so yeah. listen. You know, cool the internet will find a way to be mad at you no matter what you say. So I, we're, we got to be yeah. more free than that. We're just going to have to go ahead and say what we're going to say and live our lives. And I am like you. Mm-hmm. I love satire and I love humor and I love it when it is applied to motherhood. And let me just tell you, 
some I, I, I love everybody is dear. Everybody's loved by God. They're created in the image of God. However, some some mamas are so precious and they are so earnest that they simply cannot deal. So when we say, I hate the end of the school year and I want to pull my kid out in April and just like float the year, they're like, how dare you? Education is a treasure. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't think this is your, your venue. I don't, I don't think this is your genre. <laughs> um, is set. I don't actually mean it. I'm actually not going to pull my kids out in April, but thank you for being here right. and thank you for commenting. So yeah, I feel the same way. So, so literally next week we are leaving and we are taking our kids to Disney for the entire week. Oh we're taking Lord. them out of school oh and we're going to Disney. Now here's the deal with oh. that. Number one, We've saved up that money for a hell yeah, of a long totally. time. Okay. Totally. For a long time. Secondly, we've never, we've never been. Oh this is a first for us. And I want to go in February when people, you know, February, March, yes, when people aren't there, you know, there's not a jillion people. Yes. So we're doing it. And I'm already feeling the heat, oh baby, feeling the heat from these moms. Like, oh, it's a bad time. Melissa. What is bad? They are in the third and fifth grade. There's no better time. Okay. We're not at Yale. Right. So exactly. it's going to be okay if they miss some math facts for five days. I mean, really, <laughs> right. all the teachers are like, shut up, y'all. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I am so with you. I, I, I'm just not very precious about anything. So it always surprises me when everybody finds a way to be offended about holding up your signs. You know, there's just a way to be offended. Have you developed a little bit of, um, have you developed some thicker skin for this? Because your stuff, I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, your stuff's been seen 140 million times. So that's a lot of eyeballs. And those eyeballs are attached to opinions. Um, and so some of those come back and they can be sharp and they can be harsh and you could be misunderstood. So are you like figuring out how to deal with this as somebody who's on the internet being funny? I am. And um, it's it's taken me a bit. It, it really has. But I think it's the grace of God. I learned it pretty quickly. So here's the deal. If I put out a video and it has, um, <clears throat> it starts to get traction, let's just yes. say. And there's a couple hundred, couple hundred comments. I usually kind of read through them and chuckle with everybody. Sure. Once it reaches past a couple hundred comments, mm. then I am, I know I am in a large, much larger space and they aren't really my people. Yes. So I don't read the comments. Then I just, I stop. So if, if so there's a lot of, of my videos that have gone viral. I've had several go viral and my, my girlfriends who are super protective will say, right. did you read this comment? And I'll say, no, no, no. Cause once it's past like, you know, 188 comments, I'm done. That's good. I don't know them. And I, so I've learned to do that pretty well. So there's been some really harsh things said about me that still to this yeah. day, I don't even know about them. That's so good. That is so healthy. How could you, how dare you be so healthy? I, I love that you're already figuring out how to deal healthy. You know, I just interviewed John Christ. Do you know who mm -hmm. John is? Oh, yeah. I don't, I did not want to come after him. I did not. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, because he is really funny too. But he said something really amazing um, on the podcast. He said that his agent or manager said to him, if you are going to respond to a negative comment online or some sort of critic um, that comes at you in that space, then I'm going to also require you to respond to the 250 people who said the most beautiful, wonderful, kind things to you. So Ooh, you got to okay. respond to them first. 
mm-hmm. before you're going to respond to that one. And I was like, oh, dang, that's yeah. so good because it's a numbers game here. It's a numbers right. game where that those those four disproportional, really mean critics somehow managed to usurp 10,000 mm-hmm. people who were so entertained and so enjoyed what you put out in the world. And I don't even know what well, something's wrong with our brains mm-hmm. that that's where we decide to spend our attention. Let's talk about another one of your videos because mm-hmm. I love it. I saw it when it first came out and I died because I have made the exact same commentary, like fix it. Jesus. Let's talk about red ribbon week. Um, oh my God. The very, the, the video yeah. that will end up on my tombstone. It is. Here lies yes. the red ribbon week mom. <laughs> it will. Yes. So a bunch of us have obviously already seen it, but can you just talk us through it? Because I want to talk about red ribbon week too. And, um, I have some, I have thoughts, I have ideas, I have reform. Yeah. Well, so red ribbon week is really well known in the South, but, uh, from what, and, and but from what I understand, there's some places like maybe up North that don't really know what it is. Like I've had some people comment and say, I'm from Idaho and I don't know. So right. I don't know where all it reaches, but I know it's a nexus. So okay. it is a week designated to, uh, drug, drug awareness and prevention. And so what they do is that the, the schools decide that they will make it fun for the kids and they'll let them dress up in a different thing every day for this theme week. So one day is wear red, one day is, you know, um, don't let drugs find you, wear camo, hashtag only in Texas, am I right? So anyway... So anyway, that's what it is. And I, I can't keep up with the madness. I can't no. do it and feed them. So no. something I had to give. So listen, I go I go to a Mexican food restaurant on a Monday night with my okay. best friend. We're eating dinner and these these three guys come in dressed head to toe in camo. And, sure. and I looked at them and I said, oh, that reminds me. I've got to go to Target after this and uh-huh. get some camo for my kids because it's Red Ribbon Week. And she goes, oh, my word, is it really? I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make a video about that tonight. Yeah. I'm just going to rant. And that was one, honestly, that was oh one gosh. of the first videos I ever, I mean, I put up little bitty ones here and there, but that was sure. the first one. And then by the time I got home from work the next day, like it had already been viewed like 7 million oh, times. Yeah, so geez. we knew we had a problem. <laughs> exactly. We knew we had a problem. It's just not going to do it. And I, I, sometimes, uh, listen, yeah. So yes. What is it? What is today? It's the 15th. So on, on February 13th, I had to say on Facebook, like world, I just need you to know something about me. This is my first February 13th since 2001 that I have not sat at the dining room table with whiny, fussy, distraught children doing Valentine's. And the reason is because I graduated from elementary school. I no longer have an elementary school student. Y'all elementary school is out to kill us. That's right. It is Uh, the hundredth day of school, red ribbon week, science fair projects. Uh, Listen, Oh, stop it. Yeah. Um, who in your community, let's, let's dress up like people we respect in our community. Nobody's dressing up like me. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Same. I mean, the police officers are wonderful. I love them, but you know, somebody dress up like me for the love of God. I make it, I get those kids there on time every day. So I'm serving the community, (laughs) but honestly it, it yesterday, I I think I read that, that you posted that on Facebook. So I kind of had that mentality and I went into my daughter's fifth grade Valentine party. Um, and when I was standing in there, I was standing beside another mom and she said, do you realize that this is the last, if she's listening to this podcast, she's going to know I'm talking about her. Oh yes. You realize that this is the last party we will get to come to because they'll move into sixth grade next year. And this is the last one. And I said to her, high five it, bring it up. Let's go get margaritas. 
And she looked at me like I had grieved her. Oh, bless it. So I, I can't, oh, I wanna, I I'm friends with them, but they know no. I don't align. No. I don't align. <laughs> We're unequally yoked on that. We are. And listen, are. I'll tell you right now, I do not miss elementary school. I don't miss it. And and the, the moms will say it. You know what? You're going to miss this and you're going to be sorry that you fussed. I'm like, no, ma'am. No, I will not be sorry. And no, I will not miss it. And I don't want to come up with a 100 things to bring on the 100th day of school. I don't mm-hmm. want to dress my kid up like he's 100 years old on that day also. I'm not counting out 100 cheese puffs. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do, do it. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to win another science fair. Um, mm-hmm. which my, well, my husband has won a couple of science fairs. Uh, he's the project dad. I don't know how you and your husband divvy out the responsibilities. My husband is the project dad and I, okay. I'm the daily grinder. I'm the one who like just hammers out the, like, uh, the daily homework, which to me is way worse. But yeah. when it comes to science fair, when it comes to, um, we're going to dress up in as a, as a, uh, American hero figure, we're going to have some sort of market days project that's off my plate. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I literally cannot muster up the energy. Do you do well, all the homework? Do you do all this? No, 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 no. I, I don't do a good portion of any of the homework because okay. I, I, I don't want to say I'm not smart enough. I'm smart enough, but yes. I'm just, they're already passing me in third and fifth grade. It's I mean, weird. they know that. Yes. So here's, here's what I have done. I bought some real, I bought one of those monkeys. <laughs> I don't know where stuffed, this is going. This, this is stuffed a monkey and it's the kind that the legs Velcro around the kid's waist. Have you uh-huh. seen those? And then exactly. the arms can Velcro around their neck. Sure. So now whenever they have to dress up like anybody, they have to be Jane Goodall. <laughs> so even my son's like, please don't make me be Miss Jane Goodall. Like put the monkey on and go to school. So, so we're just making things simpler. Okay. That's no, why I know. I, yeah. I really applaud that. I, I mentioned this, you know, we mentioned the worst in the school year mom. And I remember, uh, we had, dress up as a colonial or dress up as a character, like in the second to last week of school. And I'm like, why, why, why Lord, why, why this oppression? And I remember that this one kid comes walking down that hall and he's just wearing regular clothes. He's in jeans and a t-shirt and around his neck is a pair of goggles (laughs) and like just stuck to his shirt with tape. It's just a, a piece of of printer paper with marker on it that says Michael Phelps. And I'm like, where's your mother? Because she's my hero. I want her to be my new best friend. Uh This is the most we can do. It's the most we can, we can muster. And I I still want a prize for it. Like, you know what? I dug those goggles out, didn't I? So I'm I'm with you. I, I, I totally agree. And it's not that I don't want, you know, a lot of people will say online, um, uh, Red Ribbon Week. I'm I'm so offended by this. It's just to help oh, our kids gosh. have fun. My kids have a freaking good time all the time. Thank you. Okay, they Thank you. Like, they don't have a worry in the world. So Thank you. I'm not concerned about it. But also, I have found, and I don't know if this is the case for you. I have found too that with my, I'm trying to get a kind of a career off off the ground, and I'm doing sure. it a bit later in life. That a lot yep. of people, some moms, don't have the patience for that. Like, so they, uh, so they think I'm really just taking away from my kids. And I feel like oh, that's yes. unfair too, you know? So they're like, well, of course you don't want to dress them for red ribbon week because you know, you're, uh, it's just a whole thing. So this year, so we're going to know what I did for red ribbon this year. 
to see it was coming back around I, every year around every year and um, i knew the school all the teachers were going to be watching to see what i would do mm-hmm. and if i was you know because i had maybe offended them last year I although i didn't i didn't they were wonderful but this year i made my kids two shirts and i put my face real real big on the front of it <laughs> huge my face was huge okay and on the back it was a pledge <laughs> i pledge to never do drugs because if i do my mom will spank me and take away my xbox yes and if you pledge to also never do drugs you can sign my shirt <laughs> and then they wore that shirt every single day That's, with my big fat face on it this <laughs> is amazing and all of their kid all of the kids at school signed it and everybody wanted to miss melissa's shirt okay. and i'm just i said all that to say Red Ribbon, I won. Listen. So, Red Ribbon Zero, Melissa Radke won. I nominate you as mayor. As mayor <laughs> of all of elementary school. Like, That's right. You can apply what an honor. Uh, of all of it. Of all of our elementary schools. Like, please apply this level of genius to all the things. Like, yeah, and you can't yeah. wash the shirt because God knows it would fall apart. Well, so, they, sure. yeah, they wore it every day and they sunk to high heaven, <laughs> but they had a great time. <laughs> Okay, guys, quick break to tell you about two things I'm super excited about. So first of all, if you're feeling like you spend too much, eat too much, own too much, waste too much, you might want to check out the seven experiment video series and books I developed and take the seven week challenge against excess that literally changed our family's lives permanently. I'm, I'm serious. And listen, if you'll use the code podcast at checkout, you'll get $10 off any package. If you already have the book, and some of you do, we have a package for you too, and the code still counts. So you can find out more about all of this at the7experiment.com. The7experiment.com. Second, in the spirit of my latest book of Mess and Moxie and my good friend Nicole Nordeman's latest album, Every Mile Mattered, the two of us are hitting the road for the 12 City Moxie Matters Tour this spring. So it starts January 24th, and you guys, really, it is it is such a great night. Tickets are as low as $24, and they are selling out by the day. So grab your friends and get your tickets at moxymatterstour.com. We seriously cannot wait to see you. So all this information about the seven experiment and the tour is also on my website at jenhatmaker.com. Okay, you guys, back to the show. So I want to go back to something you just said, because listen, I'm not here for this low level mom shaming when, um, when you have the audacity to build a career, how dare you? Right. Or, um, you know, some moms, I know this is crazy mom shamers, but some moms have to work. So, um, I, I, this is one of the touch point that I drives me bananas, um, that it is somehow an indicator of your commitment to your children to build a career outside of their uh, daily and momentary happiness. So let's talk about your career because this, this is this portion of kind of your public life is new, which I love. Um, but this isn't how you started. In fact, you went to college at Belmont, right? In Nashville. Right. And yes. you studied music and music was going to be your career path. Um, mm-hmm. Can you sort of go back and tell us, this is this is where I started. This is what I was thinking my life was going to look like. Um, and then sort of how you found your way to where you are now. Well, 
I am, I come from a very musical family. Um, and I don't just say that there, I actually am really surrounded by extremely beautiful vocalists, especially the women in my family. They can kill it. They're very good. Um, so I grew up, uh, traveling and singing with my family and four part harmony, you know? And, um, so that was always what I was going to do. I mean, I was the kid that would come home after school and I would take my jam box. Remember those? I take my jam box outside when the wind would blow, that would be the applause. And then I would be CC Winans. And then I would just sing all the CC Winans songs that ever had ever been recorded. And the wind would blow and people were applauding me and I would bow. <laughs> that was that was so that's what I had lined up for myself. Yeah. Um and we, I, I met my husband, we met in college, we, we moved to Nashville to finish college there at Belmont, because that's where you go, man, you go to Nashville. And something just, I'm going to tell you what, it, it wasn't happening for me. And it, and it wasn't just that I kept hitting brick wall after brick wall. It wasn't feeling right. I was, I was wearing shoes that didn't fit. It, it didn't. And so I didn't, what do you do though? What do you do when you have banked your whole life on this process and then these shoes don't fit? Um, but I went to Nashville. We lived there for 16 years. During those 16 years, I did a lot of shin work and in the studio with country artists or Christian artists, um, but ran into some really heartbreaking things there. One of which was this, I don't look like Carrie Underwood. If you want to, if you want to look me up, you'll know that I don't weigh what Carrie Underwood weighs or wear the same size or look like her. But yet I always felt, I think a little bit more comfortable in my skin than people maybe wanted me to. Does that oh, make wow. sense? Totally. Yeah. So I had a, um, I had a, a couple of situations, one of which was, a. Uh, I had a professor in a class at, at Belmont my senior year. This was in a required course. So there was about 110 students in there. Everybody has to take it before you graduate. And one, one particular day, and I write about this in my book, one particular day, he says, I want everybody to look out that window right there. And we all looked out the window and, and it was looking down Music Row where all of the record labels are. He said, I've come to all your senior recitals. I've heard all of you sing. There's only one person in this room that can truly make it on that road right there. And that's, wow. Mo that's Melissa Radke. Oh, my gosh. And everybody just sat still. Nobody said anything because it's very cutthroat. And I, in, a, in an instant, I felt really honored. He goes, she has the vocal chops. But unfortunately, nobody will ever listen to her because of the way she looks. No. And no one, no. No one moved. No, no one. I, I, I can't take a breath. And, and so to go from this, this, you know, being admonished like this and being, and being so encouraged and then just to, just to drop it. But I ran into things like that. You know, I, I was singing back up in a studio one day and the producer, when I was done, I was done for the day. I was getting my stuff together and he goes, Melissa Radke, I'm going to tell you something. It's a shame you can sing like that girl. Cause people just don't buy ugly. Golly, I could throw my coffee cup through the window right now. <laughs> I know it's like hold my earrings, but I just, Whoa. I knew that I knew that it wasn't fitting for me. It yes. didn't, um, one of the, one of the very last things that happened was I, this was back in the day of American Idol was new. Yes. Um, that was really the kind of the first vocal competition. Well, there was one on VH1. Okay called Diva's Live. 
Nice. And Divas Live, they were going to have these auditions. It's going to be all females that are auditioning, and it was going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. That was about a four-hour trip from Nashville. And we saved up our money. We got me a hotel, and I took off. I drove there. And I thought, you know what? If if they're not going to look at me this way in Nashville, maybe this will be different. I, I was just looking for validation. I just needed a little validation. I get to this competition. There's about 800 women in the room, all of which Gosh. want me to fail. Because I know this mm. because I, too, wanted them to fail. I mean, you know, it's kind of... Of course. I get the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going up one at a time, and we're walking to the stage, and we're singing for three judges that are sitting at a table right in the center of the room. It's my turn to go up. I walk up to the stage. I get behind the mic, and I bust out. He's leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. And I start singing. And when I'm done... The judge in the middle of the table stands up. He has not moved all day. He stands up. He walks to the stage. He turns and he looks at all the women and he points to me and he says, if you want to be on my show, you better sing like this. But, wow. But you better not look like this. No, you, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding. You're kidding that he said that. And I walked off that stage and Jen, the only way I can describe it is I took those words better not look like this and I just tattooed them no not literally because I'm a big chicken but figuratively I just tattooed them on my skin again along things like uh you're too loud you're too big you're too much I mean just and I just and that's what it was for years I just allowed all of these words to penetrate my skin and I didn't, I didn't want to walk around like that anymore. I just, I didn't like that feeling. Those stories are breaking my heart. How did you, um, I would love to hear how you pushed through that. How did you, how did you conquer that? How did you, how did you come through on the other side, healthy and whole and, and super confident in your own skin? What did you do? Well, I wish that I could tell you what my three point formula was and then sell it online. I really do. But I, it, it's taken a very, very long time. It's taken a long time and it's taken a lot of faith and just saying, I will push aside everything the world has ever said. I will push aside everything man has ever said, and I will just let what God has said replace it. Even when I don't feel it, even when I don't believe God, I, I will just let his words and what he has said about me replace it. And it, it's, it has taken me many, many years of continually doing it. It's like an addict. Sometimes I want to go back to what those words, how they, you know, tarnished me, but I I don't, I don't let myself go back. I just believe, I just believe when I don't feel like a saint, I remember God calls me a saint. When I don't feel righteous, I am his righteousness in Christ. I mean, I just say those things over and over to myself. There's been years that they have been on my dashboard and on my rearview mirror and hanging up on my fridge. And so it, it just took a long time of believing. That and and one of the other things is that for many years I prayed that God would change my personality hmm. because I always felt too much, too yeah, loud, too. too vocal. Yeah, you know, the girl that you could hear above everybody else in the restaurant. Yeah, and I wanted God to make me demure, sure, and soft, sure, sure. I and said now, that I have tried to become precious my whole adult life, yes. and I simply cannot. I I, I lack the skill set. So yeah, <laughs> but. And here to to think that here I am now being recognized for the personality God gave me that he never wanted to shut down. He had no intention. Now, he did have an intention to soften it 
and shape it and bring it under, uh, you know, obedience and submission, but he never wanted to change it. Of course not. And so, um, and so here I am making a career really off of the very thing I prayed for years that he would change and take from me. Isn't that ironic? I love it. I just, I love it so very much. I've I've said before that um, I always, uh, early on in my career too, I I considered my, a portion of my personality, a liability because it was same, very loud. I really have always valued humor, like deeply valued it. It's a, um, I'm a, I love comedy and, um, and I, I'm, I'm right on the edge of appropriate at all times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I thought, well, golly, I'm just going to, I just guess diminish this or figure out a way to make it a little sweeter or quieter. Um, where, cause obviously the important part of my work is going to be teaching the Bible and talking about Jesus and, you know, writing beautifully precious things about scripture. Um, where in fact now at 43, I realize that was never meant to be diminished or harnessed that that's, it's all just this package, the way that we're created and, and there's so much value in it. So it's not even just like, Oh, it's just the way you are, you know, good luck with that. It's, it's valuable. And, and it draws people in and humor is not unimportant. It's not, it is, it is important. And I think it's even more important right now in the world than ever, than ever. Anybody who can remind me right now that laughter is still okay. And we're still capable of it. And we are still, um, we're going to make it. And there's this levity injected into such just a sober, culture right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It's an amazing gift. And it is a gift. Comedy is not easy. Like it's not just, you know, two loud girls sitting here yucking it up. You know, it's kind of the way we're created. And we think, Mm -hmm. we think in funny ways. We, we think in, in comedic timing. Um, you know, we think in punchlines and so I think sort of putting our arms around that and going, that's not just a that's not just a side hustle. That's actually like deeply at our, the core of our identity is amazing. And I really like what you said, because I think ultimately believing what's true about you, believing what God says about you, believing, um, believing everything that's real. It's some people feel like that's a feeling, but as you perfectly described, it's a discipline. You like, you choose it. You choose to believe that you choose it. You're not, it's not that you just walk around feeling like a princess. It's Mm -hmm. that you're going to actively choose that thought, that truth, um, that way to respond, that way to behave. Um, And over time, all of a sudden you look around, that's who you are. And that what, one of the ways that I did, that I have described it when I speak places or whatever is is I say um, these were like tattoos on my skin, and I was sick of people choosing what tattoos I wore around. Would you ever do that? Like, would you ever go in and get your arm tatted up and let someone else decide all what you were going to, I mean, no, you want to pick it. You know, I have a girlfriend who her arm, I swear it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Now she has clearly no pain tolerance, but I do. But since she's got this arm, that's all tatted up and everything tells a story, right? You know, those people, everyone tells a story. Do you know what kind of story my tattoos were telling? They were telling one of defeat and and being less than and being trampled on and being uh, fat and being ugly and being last in line. I was sick of someone else choosing my tattoos. I was ready to choose them. I was ready to wash away everything they said and replace a tattoo with Mm. every word he's ever called me. It's amazing. 
It's a, and you are, and you have like your presence right now in the world is so joyful and it is bringing such light to the world and such happiness to so many people's hearts. It's phenomenal. Speaking of, um, I was just looking at, <laughs> I was looking at the picture you just posted with you and your mom at bingo. And I just howled, like I howled with laughter. I just have, I, I can't tell which is funnier. If it's you like all blurry and raptured thinking you won, but you didn't, or your mom who's like not here for any of it. She's like literally not here for it. Can you talk about it? Yeah, so, so the funniest thing about that is that we are at a local event. We have it every single year um, and it's called Purse Bingo. And all the women in the town come out because I live in a pretty small town. All the women in the town come out and try to win these purses, right? And I think I have won every round of bingo that has ever been played. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be, you know, B17. I'm just sure. pretty sure. So that was probably the eighth time I had jumped up like that. And my friend Pauline, <laughs> yeah, in that very night. So my friend Pauline took that picture and oh she's my like, gosh. and my friend Pauline is, is Indian. And so she said like this, even my camera cannot keep up with you when you move because you think you have won again. Um, so I did not win. And that is my mother's face, Aww. but that is always my mother's face. Oh my gosh. You know? I died. Like she didn't even look your direction. It didn't even ruffle her. None. She's all of it. Every bit of it. it just, what's your mom like? Is that, is that your mom? Is she like this steady straight man in the family? And you're like the wild, crazy, hilarious girl. No, you know, she's not a steady straight man. Both of my parents have very, very good personalities, very funny people. My mom is a dynamic speaker and teacher. Uh. My dad's a businessman, but he is very funny. I'm very close to my family. Now I will tell you that I am experiencing some growing pains. I'm experiencing some growing pains there. I am, I'm, I'm moving out a little bit in okay. this career and yep. it's scaring my mom. Is it? And yeah, it is. The things people say online scare her. The things that my dad will hear bother him. Cameras coming to, you know, me and David and the kids are working on a, a reality show right now and oh, cameras and following us around. It scares my parents. So there's some growing pains there and they're, they're having a little trouble letting go, but no, they've got great personalities. People, everyone says my mother is a cross between like Carol Burnett and Jane Fonda. And oh she my gosh. is. What a compliment. Yes, she is. She's wonderful. Um, let's talk about your career a little bit. Cause I would love to, I'd love to hear sort of, you know, you, you just started putting out these videos. I mean, you're just doing them on your phone. It's not as if you're doing some high scale production, like this oh, is just gosh, no. being your normal self doing a funny three minute bit about whatever the thing is. And mm -hmm. this starts catching traction. So to pick up the thread from there, then what, like, how is this rolling out into kind of a whole new space for you? And, and talk well, about that show because what's going on? Okay. Well, let, can I tell you first how the videos even started? Yep. Let me just, let me tell you that. So when I turned 40, I had a killer birthday party. My friends threw me a birthday party at a crawfish shack because Jen, I am classy. Okay. And I need you to know that yes. right away. That's clear. So, That's been obvious yeah. this whole time. So, and then I joined this 40th I joined this club, right? Don't you, don't you feel like you've joined the club? Like, so now if we forget our kids at school, people just go, oh, well, Melissa's in her 40s. Right. I'm 43. Or if we pee when we, yeah, yes. if we pee right. when we laugh, you know, right. you're in the club. Right. I can't read my phone. I'm 43. I'm sorry. My, right. eyes, my eyes are broken. Right. That's right. That's 40. Let me tell you what happened when you turned 41. Hmm. I thought out my own pot roast. 
And I bought my own cookie cake at the mall because nobody remembers you at 41. So true. But when I turned to 41, here was this vast difference of what 40, we we weren't, we weren't loud and laughing and playing Mm. in sync and dancing all night long. It was me around my kitchen table with my, with my husband and my two kids, my mom and my dad, my mom who stayed on her, her phone the entire night, adding up years because she said, and I quote, I could have sworn you were 42. Um, <laughs> and then us looking at a cake, a, a cookie cake where they had spelled happy birthday, Melissa. They had Bless misspelled it. my own name because that's my Melissa. life. That's yeah. smart. And when I blew out the candles on my cake at 41, this was the wish I made. I made a wish to be brave. Okay. Because I had been too scared for too long. Yes. And I didn't know what that meant, but I just said, if for one year, I'm just going to give it one year. For one year, I'm going to say yes to what scares me. I'm going to do what challenges me. I'm going to go where I've never been. I'm, I'm going to wear what they said I shouldn't wear. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to do what they said I shouldn't do. And, and mm-hmm. if my daughter can watch me be brave, even for one year, it'll be better than watching me hold up in a corner. Because somebody Mm, said I shouldn't. So I said I would. And when I turned 41, one of the first things that I began to do was make videos. Now, a lot of people think, well, that's so silly. Really, you were going to be brave and that's what you did? Well, when you got a face made for radio, (laughs) putting yourself out there on a video is kind of a big deal. It sure is. So I started doing it because my husband kept saying, I really think people will respond to your personality. You need to do this. Well, one of the first ones was that I put out was Red Ribbon Week. And so the rest yes. is history. Yep. But when I started doing this, the more I said yes and the more I became brave, the more opportunities came. Yep. And I knew that God was blessing that moment, that there was blessing in the bravery. There was blessing in the stepping out. Um, I call it my year of yes, you know, like the Shonda Rhimes book. I mean, I just said yes. And so here I am. And that's really how the videos really came into be. And it's why my book that's coming out is called Eat Cake, Be Brave. Uh-huh. And Let's it's talk- also why I am on the cover of that book, wearing sleeveless. Thank you very much. You this do not need to applaud. So happy that like fills <laughs> my heart with crazy, crazy joy. Let's talk about let's talk about the reality show, and let's talk okay. about the book, whichever order you want to talk about them. Well, well, let's start with the reality show because that's just okay. stupid. Because that is just so stupid. Exactly but- what I said when we had one. <laughs> this is dumb. It's so dumb, but it's so, it's been so fun. So we have, um, we have officially signed with that, with a major network that we apparently, we legally cannot say what that network is until they decide to announce it. And I, God knows I've tried, but, mm. um, but yeah, so we, we've, we've created the pilot and the presentation and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're loving it. So that should be coming soon to a television near you, probably in 2018. And it is nothing, it is nothing but them following me and David and these kids around because you don't only have two kids, but it sounds like I have seven. I understand this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just really, it's just a fun family friendly reality show. We're having a lot of fun doing it. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be kind of cool. I really do. That's so crazy. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the book and then the book, um, Wow, Jen, the book really came out of nowhere. That has been a, a dream of mine for a very long time. I've all, I knew I could write in the 12th grade when my teacher mm. in English handed me back a paper. She leaned down and she whispered in my ear, I want you to go look up a woman named Irma Bombeck and read oh, her stuff. 
And mm. I, I was the only 12th grader in my high school reading Irma Bombeck. But I, yes. read, I but that is my style of writing. That's what I love. Yeah. And um, I, so I've written forever. When I die, um, people will have journal after journal to go through because I've journaled mm. my whole life. And so, yeah. so that was very natural to me. What was scary to me was that I signed with a mainstream publisher. Um, love it. Because I just, you know what? I wanted to take what I had to say outside. I wanted to take it Go outside the, the church. You know I love that. I yeah, do. I do. So thank you for, for that. And and God is really blessing that, and I'm getting a lot of cool opportunities from it. So we'll see. When does it come out? July 17th. Okay. So you're about to turn the ship right into the wind, which is like time to promote it, time Mm -hmm. to start talking about it. It's really exciting. And I don't know Uh, what any of that looks like or what I'm supposed uh to do. I just know that I hear you get to have a party. And if you get to have a party, (laughs) then you get to have queso. So all I know is I wrote a book and now I'm going to eat some queso. (laughs) That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> kind of in charge of this. Like I, I figured that out early on. Like, uh, I can have parties. Mm-hmm. I can make people be happy for me. Like yeah. they're going to have to come to my house and maybe bring me a present and some chips. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, how is that bad? Yeah. Tell me right. how that's bad. It's fun. It's exciting. And I love that you are um, courageous enough to take your message, um, and push it outside of the confines of a Christian audience, which is kind of a, a built-in cheering squad. Yes. Um, you know, so to, to sort of go beyond that, that boundary and say, I think this is a message for everyone and I'm going to take it wider. I really respect that. And I think that's a good decision that you're never going to regret at all. I hope you're right. I think so too. One last tiny break, listeners. So I want to give you some free stuff. If you're popping into the podcast, but you haven't read my latest book of Mess and Moxie yet, I want to give you some free stuff. So it's just this simple. If you text the word Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, to 313131, we're just going to send you some free stuff. First of all, you're going to get to download a bunch of my favorite recipes. And second of all, we're going to send you the whole first chapter of the book for free, just so you can take a, take a peek at it, have a taste for it, see if you like it. Um, and that's it. No strings attached. So you want a little bit of freebie in the middle of your day, just text the word MOXIE to 313131 and we'll send you your stuff um, simply because... I love you and I appreciate you. And I thank you for jumping in here to the podcast week after week. So there you go. Free stuff for you. And now back to the show. This is a big year for you. This is a lot is coming out this year. It's really exciting. And let me just say this. I understand. I get I get why your, your parents are nervous. I, they're, you know, they don't do well with critics of their own children and, Mm -hmm. and just the attention that comes with it. But I do want to say that I think this is marvelous and I love the way that your career is taking shape. And I think it's fabulous to have, um, just another strong, beautiful, funny, important voice finding its way into the spotlight. I think that this is going to be good for us, good for our culture, good for our community, good for you and your family. Um, I think it's going to be amazing that, that your kids are going to watch their mom go for a dream. 
late in their in her 40s not like oh yeah that's amazing they're going to tell this story one day like my mom in her 40s took control of her own life there's that's a powerful and profound story that they're going to watch you live out it's going to affect them um and so Mm -hmm. on my end lady i'm over here like giving you a standing ovation i'm thrilled about it and i'm so so happy for your success and we're watching and we're cheering and we're reading and we're going to watch your show on I'm just going to say NBC. I don't know. Don't say anything. I'm just guessing. <laughs> CBS. Please, please tell me it's Bravo. Please. Okay. So oh my gosh. Oh my please gosh. let it be Bravo. God. Um, so anyway, let me, I don't know. I don't know why you, I don't know how you ever came to be such a champion for women. Um, I think that you could quit writing books tomorrow. We would grieve ourselves to death, of course. But if you did, you could still literally be who you are just in your championing. Is that a word of other women? It's really, it's really remarkable. Thank you. I'm not kidding you. I'm not just saying this for your podcast listeners. It, you mean it when you say it. And when you live in a town of 40,000 people and, um, Everybody has kind of told you no, hmm. that you shouldn't. And for you to say you should, and yeah. you should keep going and you should never stop going. Right. And even Melissa move out from where it's comfortable. You've yeah. been born and raised in the church, but step outside there and look yeah. at the, the rest of the world who needs to hear this news. Right. Thank you for doing that for me. Welcome. Really You're welcome. I mean it. I, I, I really do. I mean it. I think, um, I, I, I bought into early in my career, I bought into the lie of scarcity too. It's, it's a super common narrative that people have hand us on a silver platter that if, if she succeeds, there's less for me. Um, if she finds her way, that just means the pie shrinks even more and my opportunities are going to diminish. And it's just simply not true. It really isn't true. And, and my, my, I've seen it borne out in my life as I've watched so many women around me thrive and flourish. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I watch how sincerely that, that rising tide lifts all the boats in the Harbor. It really does. It's good for all of us. It is good for, Mm -hmm. it's good for all women to watch another woman, um, seize her own dreams, step out in courage and in faith and go for it. It's good for all of us. It infects our community with courage. It's very, very contagious. Um, it's inspiring in in the best possible way. And the truth is there is, there will, there will always be a shortage of, of good writing, of good humor, of good people, of good leadership. We always need more, always, always, always. We need a thousand more yesterday. So um, I'm just thrilled that you're stepping kind of into your space and into your giftings. And we're all going to be better for it, lady. So listen, we're going to wrap this up and I'm going to ask you a question that um, I close all my podcasts with. And because I'm like you, I have a lot of words and a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. And that's just my default nature, same Mm -hmm. as yours. I I find that I typically reach for um, leaders or writers that are very like sweet or they're introspective or they have this way of, of being reflective, which I'm terrible at all that. I'm just too, I'm too loud. I'm too loud and busy. That's right. Uh, Yeah. So Barbara Brown Taylor is one of those. She's just a really wonderful leader who helps me sort of steady the crazy waves. Anyway, the question she asks is, and this can be anything you want. It can be silly or it can be serious or it can be like the tiniest thing like soap or it can be something huge. Okay. Um, what is saving your life right now? Mm. Dying, girl. I know, right? I know. Oh, my gosh. So what is saving my life right now? Well, I mean, 
is everybody giving you like I'm just have they, uh, we're all over the map. Like some some people will say um, it's a it's a hand cream, and <laughs> other people will say Jesus Jesus my Lord and Savior. So I mean like like we run the gamut here on answers of like just this very minute, this very week. Like what is saving your life right now? Well, one of the things that's saving my life, I, I'm really glad that we live in a day and age when the Golden Girls have resurfaced, and I can Same. get them on like t-shirts and like <laughs> there's like magnets on my fridge and like yes. t-shirts. People are like, please don't wear another B. Arthur shirt. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Honestly, you're going to, you're going to like, Let's hear it. listen to this. Okay. What's saving my life is I am in this season of my life. I am praying the word of God. I love it. I am literally praying the words of God. So I remind God of his word yes. and I am finding, um, a fresh way to pray mm-hmm. when I do that. So yeah, there's a lot of fun things I could say, but in a more serious way, that is probably, if you're one of, if you really mean saving my life, that is saving my life right now. That's beautiful. Are you in a specific passage or book or space or is it just all of it? You know, I found a book that, that literally just has written out uh, different ways to pray according to the scripture. And I opened that up and I just began to pray and I, uh, you know, whether it's from Psalms or whatever it is, and I'm, I'm just using those. There are, there are already pre-written in this book, yeah. but I'm just saying them out loud. And I just, uh, sometimes when we don't know what to pray, yes. just pray the word of God. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very powerful. I, I love that answer. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. Okay. Hey, thank you for being on the show today. You're so fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. And I, I'm so honored to be here. I think that probably you and I could do this over Mexican food. I think we I could too. Know. I think we could okay. too. I feel really strong about our capacity there. Uh, really good I think we it. shut that place yeah. down. <laughs> Just, they don't even, they lose money on that deal is what would That's happen. Right. Like unlimited <laughs> chips and salsa. You bring that to me. You don't even know what I can do. <laughs> I can do some damage. That's right. That's my favorite food. I've loved, I've loved every minute being with you. I appreciate it so much. Same, same. Cheering you on girl. Thank you, Jen Hatmaker. Thank you. Bye. I just love her. I love her. I loved that conversation. I love funny people. I love brave people. This is so fabulous. I am so happy that if you did not already know Melissa, you know her now. Um, As always, you guys, all of her videos, the pictures we referenced, everything, everything, everything we'll have over on my website at jenhatmaker.com on the transcript under the podcast button. Um, Make sure that you are checking out that page because we fill it with extra stuff, all sorts of pictures and bonus content and resources and everything at your fingertips. And so um, make sure that you are using that page um, to get more information about interviews that you love and people that you are introduced to. So um, she is just phenomenal. Okay, you guys, that wraps our For the Love of Laughter series. And I'm so sad to see it go. And I guarantee you, we will bring this back for a repeat later because I enjoyed it so much. But I'm super excited about our next series too. This one is, it's just full of women who slay. Our next series is for the love of women who built it. So we are talking to entrepreneurs. We are talking to business owners. We are talking to women who built ministries and spaces and movements, and they are smart and they are brave and they are amazing. And I mean, we have quite a lineup, you guys, of women that you are going to be so inspired by. And they're just, they're ordinary like you and I are, except they had these dreams and they went for it. So for the love of women who built it is up next. And we are thrilled about our guests and really excited to put them in front of you. So you guys, thank you for listening. 
Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. That's so good for podcasts. Also for reviewing and rating it. We love that you do that and we pay attention to everything and you're just the best listeners ever. And this podcast is such a, it's just one of my favorite things in my life. So have a fabulous week. Thanks for listening today and we'll see you next week. You guys. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.